You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. What was the before the after the show discussion? Don't ask. <laughs> Unless you Google Drive is a load of shit. It is not a load of shit at all. You just fixate on shit for too long when it's not necessary. You can fix it later. It's just a file that we couldn't look at, but we can, but then it took another half fucking hour. It's not my fault. It's their fault. It is your fault that you fixated on it. It didn't matter. We're married. And you're, that's annoying to me. Just move on. I was like, let's just get on with this. That is the before the after the show discussion. Is you sitting there fiddling with something that was really not that important at the time. Okay, so it is Saturday, <laughs> November the 7th. It's your birthday. It is not my birthday. It's your birthday. It so, is not. It is days before my birthday. We yeah. are tricking the public again. It doesn't matter when we do this. Well, I just read the date off there. I know you read the date off there. All right, but it's so not I, will, actually... I will give you the real date. Hold on. It is, sa- it is actually uh, Bonfire Nights. Yes. Yeah. It is Thursday, Thursday November, the November the 5th. And uh, this is after the show number 400. And the movie we're looking at is Southpaw. It is a 2015 movie released on Blu-ray on the 27th of October. So you can pick it up now. Rated R. And it's from our friends at Anchor Bay and Stars. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of the movie Southpaw. Mm, it's about a... It's about a boxer. And they tried to pawn it off as like the... You know, it's really about a father-daughter and about love and stuff. But it's really about I don't a believe they try and pawn it off. That's what it is. No? What they're trying to... What they think they elevated a bit, I think. They, oh, hold on. I mean, That's part of the review. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm giving you the synopsis, and it's about a boxer who has a shitty time and has to get over it. And boxing is the theme of his life, basically. Everything else is peripheral. It's his career. Well, it's his life, really. And he has a hard time, then he has to fix it. So I was saying about um, boxing movies. You don't see them that often, even though, why not? Because it's like a really exciting kind of topic for film. I mean, yes, there are a bunch of boxing movies out there. And let's be very, very, very honest and not sugarcoat it. If it's a boxing movie or a football movie or a baseball movie or soccer slash football movie, it's really all about that. And then the, the player and their personal struggles, which almost always end up being about someone dying or something horrible or their own personal struggles with their father or their mother or their spouse. And then... The sport is the thing that, yeah, but that gets them over the it's hump. It's just like that person happens to be a sports person. I know what I'm saying though is if you keep making boxing movies, you still have the same thing going on. It's a person dealing with problems, and the sport is like a thread that holds them together or tears them apart. So if you had multiple boxing movies, there's not going to be a lot of variation unless you get somebody to come along and really make something weird and different. Obviously, the most famous movies are the Rocky boxing movies, and there's going to about to be a new one. So there are boxing movies around because there's about to be a new one in a few weeks. So um, Southpaw, what did you think? I I, I don't know about enjoying it. I pretty much cried the whole time, <laughs> but it's very stimulating and powerful. And like I said, I cried the whole time. So any movie that can pull that kind of emotion out of me when I'm kind of a Hardliner most of the time. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, I, it's quality. I mean, it's all quality. There's uh, no slip I don't think at it, all. I actually didn't think it was all quality, actually. I have some complaints about it. Really? And, uh, yeah. I have no... I have zero complaints. I was completely engrossed, engaged. I was there. But they're just small complaints. There are... Uh, it's a bit over the top with the... There's a, a twist in this movie... It's just a bit over the top, all that part. I don't see that as a twist, but okay. I see that as the catalyst for the problem. Well, if, I, to- if I told everybody now what it is, it wouldn't be as... It was a surprise to me, so it would be a... Uh, all right, there's a surprise in this movie. Does that, it think it's... A- I'm saying, you'll say it's not a twist. In the twist. It's a surprise in the movie that I thought, thought, thought was a little bit far-fetched and just that writer guy who they showed just wrote 
I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, they were looking for a thing that would change mm-hmm. this guy, and that's the thing. I found that to be a little bit far-fetched. It seemed a bit, like, super movie-type thing, you know? Like, what you'd see in a Rocky movie, almost. And I'm not talking about Rocky 1. I'm talking about when it gets a bit crazy, Rocky, in, like, the third mm, and fourth I just disagree one. with you completely. Right? But it doesn't make it invalid. What I'm saying is that... I'm not saying he's invalid. I'm saying I disagree with you on that. I don't think yeah, it's far-fetched Yeah, I, I, I just thought that was, like... I thought it was super... It just seemed super... It was quite a gritty and, like, realistic type of thing, and then that just didn't seem very realistic to me. But I, I couldn't think of another... Well, yeah, I could. There's plenty of ways you could make that happen. That would be just, like, from a lot of other movies. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the part I didn't like. Um, but... This movie has some really good things going for it. And one of the good things going for it is the fight scenes. And I love watching boxing fight scenes. I don't really watch boxing in real life at all. I have. But no, I don't really follow it. But since I watched Rocky and all the Rocky films when I was growing up, there's something about watching boxing in movies because they make it super interesting. Like, I mean, it's way more... Even If you watch Rocky Four and watch him fight Ivan Drago... It's like two superheroes fighting with each other. I mean, it's like... It's way far and above more exciting than any boxing match you'll see in real life. I don't know. People who watch boxing for real will say, no, they're way more exciting. But it's the music, the camera angles, the whole thing. It just makes it more exciting. Now, in this movie, they didn't do like what they do in Rocky. Make it seem like two superheroes fighting. They made it look like you were just watching it on HBO, which even is sponsored by HBO. Um, and I thought that was really good in fact if it w- if I wasn't looking at it and going oh look there's Jake Gyllenhaal you know because that takes that, that makes me think oh well that's not real but you know if you showed me that from a distance and said look at this boxing fight and I look closely I'd go no that's just a movie but if I didn't recognise the two guys I would have swore they, these were real fights it looks exactly like a real fight there's no if you watch Rocky movies again there's a lot of phony blows that you can see that mm-hmm. look like they're going, like, you know, just tapping each other. This looks like they're really punching each other. They're not. They can't be. They did a little bit, they said. But not hard. But with the sound effects and the camera angles and all that, it just seems very real to me. Like a real fight. It's not over the top, the fighting either. It's not like crazy, like, oh, this fight, you know, is, is going to smash every bone in his body. It's just like a real fight. That's what I thought was really good. And I don't, you know, I don't study fighting or watch boxing a lot. I do know, you know, the techniques and stuff, but it see it come across really real. The other thing, um, I thought it, because it's like a riches to rags story. A riches to rags to, mm-hmm. it's kind of turned on, well, turned on its head from other boxing movies. I like that. Did you like that? Mm, didn't really think about it that way. I mean, you don't usually start with like, oh, he's the champion of the world, which he is in this, in the first minutes, you know, like Rocky. Well, you do actually, actually come to think of it in the Rocky movies, not the first one, because that is a rags to riches. In this third one, he's like the world champion and then he gets knocked down a peg and then he has to work his way. So yeah, I guess they have done it before. But in this, it just seems really real. Rocky doesn't seem very real, does it, when you watch it? I haven't watched them for a long time, so it probably seemed it got more a real bit, back in the day. It, it's a bit super... Like, the first one, I, the first Rocky movie, I think, is a very good boxing movie, like this is. But then it gets, like, superhero-ville later, when Hulk Hogan and people like that appear, you know? I don't it, even remember. It just gets very... It's very wrestling. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like everybody's... Whereas this isn't. It's not like... Um, so yeah, I really liked it. I liked the direction of this movie. The, um, there are a few things that... Uh, and they're mostly down to some of the actors and stuff that I didn't like as much. I didn't like find I, any faults, I don't think. No, Not I, one. I, 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 there's a few for me. For example? I didn't like um, Forrest Whitaker very much. Can't tell you what really it is good. about him. You don't like him, or you didn't like his character. I didn't like his character. There was, some, his character there was something was like, underdeveloped about his character. I disagree. I think what's underdeveloped is we don't have to know his whole past 
to see what's right in front of us. That he comes off as this Mr. Zen master teacher, boxer, um, trainer guy with all this great advice about life and how to really handle yourself. And yet what we see are glimpses, not even full-blown, of a very broken person. And we don't need to know his whole life. That was all I needed to know when he says, I don't drink. And then you find out a little bit more and you're like, I don't need to know the rest of that story to completely understand this dude sleeping on the couch, running this gym, being really torn up about the kids that are in there, you know? I That to me, that's his whole story. And whatever led him to that, I just have to sort of fill it in with my own. And But it's rich, kind of a rich... To me, he was like, oh, right. And I'm not a huge Forrest Whitaker fan. I mean, I have liked him in a couple of things. But in this one, I thought it was like... He won me over. I'd want to see him again. But not going into the actors, as far as the movie was concerned for me, I like a boxing movie. Don't see them that often. Thought this was a good one. It's not the best one I've ever seen. Um, What's the best one? It is Raging Bull by a, a long way. Like it is. That is the definitive boxing movie for me. Um, but wouldn't it be very Hollywoody now if you watched it again? It isn't actually. It's pretty raw. Like it's it's, it's like it's it's for, especially because when it was made in the seventies, it's like it's that raw kind of seventies movie. Like it's it's pretty. It's it's right, more but it'd realistic. Like, it'd be like me one. saying that you know, Rumblefish at the time when I watched it in the eighties was like, oh my god, it's just so cutting edge and cool looking. Now if I watch it, I'd be like, oh my god, it's so pretentious. The black and white and the weird little color bits and the over-dramatizing. So I just don't know for sure if... I'd have to watch Raging Bull again. I mean, a lot of people would go for Rocky, the original Rocky, because that is obviously a very good, well-made, Oscar-winning film also. But um, this this stands up there. It is a good boxing film. Um, and it's mainly down to some of the performances, I think. It's not it's not necessarily the story. Yeah, solely to the people. Yeah, because the story's, you know, it's kind of, it's all, like you said earlier, it's probably fine that we don't have tons and tons of boxing movies because there's only, you know, if, you, if, you, if I said to you write a boxing movie, there's only so much you can do with a boxing movie. Well, no, it's, exact, it's just the same as any other movie, but you have to layer the boxing on top of it. Right, but I mean... You have a, only the go- story about the people only has that as the layer of, you know, whatever. You, that thing that gives it its hook. Well, again, referencing back to Rocky, like, they tried to make a different Rocky movie with uh, Rocky Balboa, which was, like, um, completely different because it doesn't have any boxing in it, right? So making a boxing movie without boxing... So it's not a boxing movie. Well, it is, though, because there's a fight. There's fights, but nothing takes place in the ring. It's street fights. It, well, there's a street fight... Um, between two professional boxers. They never take it to the ring. They just have a fight outdoors against each other in the street. That was trying to go, oh, and I'm sure that when they came, they were going like, well, we've done five Rocky movies at this point. They're all kind of the same thing. We can't do it again. They really tried to make it different. Sounds the same to me. Two men beating the shit out of each but other. But not like, it's not like, you know, this, like the glamorous ring girls and the thing, all that stuff. It's like, See, I don't see it that way. I see it as the thing itself is two dudes beating the crap out of each other, and then the world that surrounds it could be in the street or in the rink or in the living room or in the lobby of a fancy hotel. You know, whatever it is, it's still about man against man and this sort of rage, testosterone caveman, <laughs> primitive thing. And then the world has to swirl around that. You know, It is a really the- odd sport boxing, isn't it? Oh, I think it's... No, I think it's actually the most honest sport of No, I mean, all. it's odd that we... Um, oh, I don't I mean, it goes back to the gladiators and everything. Like, it so goes like, back to every creature... Like to watch blood. Every creature on the planet who has men. <laughs> I mean, it's a proper blood sport. It's literally a... I know what I'm saying. Like, if you look at beasts in the wild, the men fight each other. They fight each other for the women. They fight each other for their territory. They literally box it out while all the other creatures stand around wondering who's going to be the alpha... Right? I think it's perfectly natural. It just seems like we think we could rise above it, but it's in there. It's always in us, I think. Yeah, there's all kinds of like. Think, if you think about kicking a little ball around or throwing a ball through a hoop or knocking a little white ball two miles down a green grass thing, that seems like an unnatural sport when you think about the 
fundamental. Oh, I didn't say not thing. natural. I said it's an odd um, thing that we still yeah. to this day like crave the blood sport. Like like your when you go to root for your guy when you're watching the boxing, you're hoping that other guy gets his head caved in. That's what you're looking. I mean, as a spectator, you're like, yes, kill that guy. Like that. Well, I don't know about every maybe you don't want. Like but that, yeah, no. there are people who are sat there going. Do what you can to hurt that guy, and I'll be happy at the end of the night because you know you're my dude. Like that is what really what they what you're looking at, isn't it? So it's barbaric. I'd rather watch a boxing match versus stupid wrestling any day. And it is a funny, yeah, it's a funny thing because I actually enjoy watching boxing, especially in the Olympics, even or Mm -hmm. you know, I just I think boxing to me it's easy to understand. Like it's not got. There are some rules. It's not fully un- easy to understand because you don't know why they're getting points generally. Right? Yeah, I do know about the points. At the end, you know, understand why he has 115. He has 112. Yeah, because like after each. Yeah, yeah, I do. But um, after each round, the th- the three judges give. It's just based on technique. It's down to these people. They score it on. I understand that part, but I'm saying and, and punches you- landed, and you know. Right, and how do you know? If you're not right there. Like, is it they half an inch up from the end of his jaw or half an inch down from his ear? Is it square on the jaw? Is it full hand contact? Is it the, just the knuckles that have to get contact? Is it the whole end of the glove? It's very subjective. The side of the glove? It's just the ju- That's ju- what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what's not understandable about it. I don't know because I haven't looked at, like, here's a punch that gets a point and here's a punch that doesn't. So I do. I won't understand it until I would But it's pretty it. simple to look at. And when, you know, you know who's winning. Not always. Like, you were watching baseball the other day, and I kept looking at it, and I have no clue what's happening. Like, like to me, it's like, and American football is the same thing. The only way to know those sports, it's difficult is to, to f- look at the thing at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't fully understand why. Like, I don't, I don't see... It's not as easy to understand for me. I mean, I've, I've not grown up with... I've, I've not played baseball. I, I can tell you, uh, cricket, I guess, is our baseball, English people. And I've watched a minuscule amount of cricket in my life because my grandma used to watch cricket. And I can kind of understand cricket, but still, I would probably... How do you make a point in cricket? You just run between the two wickets. Without somebody getting you out? Yeah. That's all baseball is, but you run around a diamond instead. Yeah, it just seems more... It's long-winded, it's complicated, it's not It's not complicated at all. It's not very quick. It's not complicated at all. You hit the ball far enough away so that each person who's running around the bases can run to another base. And as soon as the person runs into home, which is this side of the diamond, you get a point. Yeah, but there was all this, like, a man turning around and he was, like, throwing things oh, that's behind just him. Be- that's not complicated, though. That just- isn't, if you know it. What I'm saying is boxing No, I don't know it that well. I'm no, saying- I'm saying boxing is real simple. It's two dudes. You can see who's winning. Oh, I disagree. Generally. I think it isn't that straightforward. Because I don't know that two rounds ago, that guy didn't get you know, 60% better punches, and even though now his nose is bleeding... Well, you do, because they tell you at the end of every round. They say... I know, but I don't know that They say that round was won by Duda. But I don't know at the end of the fight that the guy with the bloodiest nose might not end up being the winner. Because he could. Right. Because all the way up to that round, up to that last round, he was kicking ass, you know? But uh, boxing's like a weird sport. It's like super um, money. It's you know mm-hmm. you can only watch boxing if you pay like thirty dollars to watch it, even at home on television. It's not cheap to watch. It's all pay per view. It's that's weird. It's like an elitist kind of thing. Like it's expensive to well, go see. Well, it's on it. ESPN too. Yeah, but not like the big fights. They're 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 all run by HBO. You buy a subscription or you buy your thirty dollar pass. You go to the bar and you watch it. Yeah, oh, you go to the bar. <laughs> you go to the bar. It's you a go different to your kind house. of thing. It's a weird sport. It's like a, it's all about money. Like I mean, and even this movie like shows you. Yep. In a small way. I mean, it shows you. It reminds you that it's not all about you the, the guy just wanting to be a good boxer. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the cast. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Who um, is fast becoming one of my favorite actors? Plays Billy Hope. What did you think of him? I think he's amazing. There's I mean, really nothing you know, else. When I say he's fast, he becoming... has the moments of over dramatizing, but I think that if you think about the person that he's being, and I know people—not that they're boxers—but this sort of tormented, hidden rage, and a lost young boy inside of a grown man's body who has never been nurtured or really, really come into his own, you know, like, centered, and then struggling against that in a world that expects you just to be a man. And then how somebody can come along, a wife, a woman, most generally, at least the one that I know, the one 
I think there's only one person. And it can actually heal, you know, that. But there is a lot of drama in that rage person. And I think he really pulled it off. There are moments when I thought it was a little indulgent. An actor saying to himself, what would this guy do in this moment instead of just letting it happen? I felt that a little bit. But I think I will watch him in every movie I have access to of his. I was going to say, after watching Nightcrawler, the last movie, you couldn't get a character any more <laughs> different. So I, he throws himself into it, even physically. Like, in Nightcrawler, he got all skinny. In this, he looks like a light heavyweight boxer. Like, like I say, if you, looked at, if you look at that footage when he's fighting from a distance and don't realise it's him, it just looks like a fight going on. He's, yep. he's pound to pound with those guys. He has learned all those like he even said in one of the extras he's learned he, he learned like the move like how just to box the, basically yeah he learned how to box but he also learned that it was to do with like moving your shoulders in a certain way just the way a boxer kind of shows himself like how he all that is there I there's no way I didn't buy him as a boxer you know sometimes you can watch a movie and go ah, I don't really buy that guy as a boxer but I wouldn't know how a boxer moves so no, but he's extremely convincing. He, even that, even that real boxer guy, Manny, mm-hmm. said that he was what you know. He trained him in this movie, and he said he was watching them film and thinking this is an awesome fight. Like, and then after after rain it in and go, oh, shit, this is not a fight. This is they're just acting. So, um, Forrest Whitaker plays Tick Willis. See, I'm not hundred percent on him in this movie. I don't, I don't dislike saying. Forrest Whitaker because Ghost Dog is awesome. Going back that's like the best 20 years. film. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> 15 film. Years. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, I don't know. There was just something for me where he didn't click with me. He felt like it was super obvious, like an obvious choice for that role, and he did exactly what I expected him to do. Nothing surprising out of the, out of the ordinary with it. Hmm. I disagree. I think there were moments where I was like, oh, right, he's not being his same uh, constant... That's how he's always in this one. There were variations that were appropriate to the moments when he had to be... Or that character had to... Something else had to come out of him. My favorite part in with, with him was when he was uh, training him in the ring and he had those ribbons and he had yeah. some... The, uh, there some interactions with them, with them too that when he actually said, my wife would like you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were some nice moments there, but overall I was like, mm. uh, Rachel McAdams plays uh, his wife, Maureen Hope. I like her too a lot. After watching True Detective, which I didn't actually love this season, Mm-mm. but she was great in it the she entire was. time. Um, I, I I like her in this too. It's not her. Like, she's been... I, I, feel, I don't better. feel like that's her. Like, And I feel that she really played this yeah. character right, you know? She smoothed out. Yeah. She's not the true detective lady. Not the t- No, she's a different... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I like about yeah, this movie. Yeah, me too. People have... She's in- unexpected. ...inhabited these different characters. 50 Cent plays Jordan Mains, and he's the um, promoter, Don King type guy. Smooth. Jerk. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a problem with him, too. I think he's a mumbler really bad. Yes, I don't know what too. the hell he's saying half the time. And he's a rapper, for Christ's sake. He's a rapper, so he's supposed to be good with the lingo and the words. But half the time when he's acting, he really... I think he's trying to subdue himself, and he gets real... And I don't know what he says sometimes for three or four lines. So that's a problem, I think, uh, when you would have to put subtitles on to understand him. Um, The the thing about that is you still understand his entire character, even though you can't understand his words, which... Tells you it's not much to him. It's except. pretty stereotypical kind of yep. money money grabbing guy who will go where the money is. Yep, doesn't yep. really care. Um, so if you're supposed to hate him, I hated him throughout. Like uh, I, uh, you weren't supposed. I mean, to I didn't. Him. They I mean, didn't see him as a bad guy. They no, saw they him didn't. as just a guy, a business guy who they try to say exists in boxing. And and, and he does, I'm sure. The guy, even he, oh, yeah. even the real Fifty Cent is involved in boxing promoting. So maybe he's just playing himself, you know. But yeah. I disliked him, and I kept thinking, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Billy, you please, you'd be better off without him. Just like whenever you're in a room talking to him, don't talk to him. Get somebody else because he's gonna. Maureen knew. Yeah. She trusted him, but she knew. Um, 
I put down Una Lawrence. She's the little girl. She's these Steals little... Steals the show. Yeah, Leela Hope. Against all those... Forrest Whitaker Oscar-nominated, Jake Gyllenhaal Oscar-nominated... She's the little girl who played yep. Matilda in the new uh, stage show. Stage show. Uh, yeah. Most people aren't going to know that. But yeah, she won a Tony. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so she's already on the map of her career, and I think she stole the show. She didn't have a moment of unnecessary... She was my favorite thing. Oh, she just... Well. I think she leveled the play... The, the whole thing, because there were moments when I th- I said to you, I feel like Jake Chick- Gyllenhaal, she would say something or do something, and I think as an actor, he wanted to, like, go, good job, good job, and he instead did. he had to, like, be the dad and be, like, react to her in his way, but inside he was just like, that's so good, you're so good, and she was solid through the whole thing. Um, and the scenes- Now in 20 years, we're going to get a movie of her being the daughter all grown up. <laughs> yeah. When he, has, when he visits her a few times in the middle of the movie and uh she's disappointed with him oh yeah i can feel that disappointment <laughs> yeah. from the whole thing it's not just like her saying some lines it's like she's and she's not going being somewhere. pouty girl she's no. not being a little kid about it she's being she's just like, like you you messed up Dad. yeah you just she didn't say that no you know what i'm saying um and finally i put down naomi harris who you will know from playing money penny in the last bond movie um, not everybody knows plays angela rivera and she'll be money penny inspector as yeah. well um, good i like her yeah. She, I liked her. I mean, she is... She's not... She, well, she kind of plays this, the, the straight-laced, no-nonsense, just a figure of rational thinking in the whole craziness. But even she gets lost in it a bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so this is directed by Antoine Fuqua. And uh, you will know him from Training Day, which is an amazing movie. You should immediately go and see it if you have not. I really love that movie. It's well, there's good. one where Ethan Hawke is quality. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. The dialogue in that movie between them is just... It's just amazing. It's like uh, Denzel Washington just being awesome. And and you don't love Denzel Washington. I do love Denzel Washington. I thought you didn't. No, I, Man on Fire is one of my favorite movies. I know, but you didn't... You've said before you don't really like him. I, so, I, no, some, I think sometimes he um, just goes a lot you know does another movie like he does and then you're like oh Denzel Washington like John Q's one for instance yeah. where it was just like eh, blah but then on you know he does real runaway like, train like Flight is, he was incredible Flight in Flight was amazing he's incredible in Training Day there are ones of Man on Fire but then there's also ones where I think he's just the one on the train just the same as always yeah and even that was a Tony Scott film I was so disappointed it was just that was um, Peckham taking a Pelham 1-2-3 wasn't it no the other oh that was one too no the other train one the runaway one Yes, I like that movie. That was another Tony Scott movie, the, run, the train one. But um, yeah, it just feels like he's getting a paycheck. It's yep. just a, another movie with a big movie. Um, so yeah, he did Training Day, he did Shooter, which is another awesome underrated movie, I think. It's Mikey Mark. Um, he's he's a, sni- a sniper guy and it's uh, modern day. Something happens with his family. It's just an awesome... I, so I don't think that one was given enough credit. And he also did King Arthur for Disney, if you remember that. Mm-mm. We watched it and reviewed it. It had um, did we? Kira Knightley. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was probably Gosh. ten years ago. <laughs> but he did that one. It wasn't very good. It's one of those where Disney do things, trying to see if it's going to be as good as Pirates of the Caribbean. I think Pirates of the Caribbean had come out, and then they did King Arthur, and it just didn't. It was a Brookenheimer thing, you know. Um, so, yeah, I like his directing, and I was there's some extras on this Blu-ray, which we're going to talk about in a second where I even admire him more when he was training alongside um, Jake Mm -hmm. and actually doing the same amount of training. Like, he's like, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. And uh, that's pretty... I feel like he probably did already because did you see him? Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, I don't think that's a rare thing for him. No. But um, there are extras on this Blu-ray. They're they're pretty good. There's some deleted scenes. Um, There's Southpaw inside the ring, which is quite obviously an HBO special. That they show like the week before the movie comes in the theaters, so you get you know, interested in it. Um, does have some interviews with everybody, really, um, but it kind of tells you nothing. nothing. It's one of those type of ones. Yep. Yeah, it's you know after you've seen the movie, other than knowing the training part. Yeah, but after you've seen the movie, it almost feels redundant that you've yep. watched it. It's kind of better to watch it before the movie, but then again... Wait till you get to this next extra and see what I say. <laughs> the question, question and answer with the cast. Oh my god, I know you're interested in that, but it's so boring. Like, I don't give a shit type of time. 
about people's analyzing. I will do the thing where I absorb their character, talk about it with you. Most of the time we don't, right? We just watch a movie or whatever and don't really talk that in depth about it. But to listen to people, sometimes that actually subtracts from my experience of watching them be another character because then I'm like, oh my God, you sound like you're so full of shit. The only person on that panel who wasn't full of shit or up their own ass was the girl. Yeah. And she was absolutely, she just loved being in the movie. She totally got her character. I mean, I I felt like, unfortunately, she'd probably get groomed to be one of those people. I liked her advice to Jake. Yeah. She said, you just remember your lines. lines. (laughs) And he was like, oh, (laughs) priceless advice. So, um, Extras are pretty good, uh, aside from the deleted scenes are good. That documentary is not It's really not good. good. The extras are not good. It was kind of boring. Um, Except I liked that change. question and answer. I actually enjoyed I the know, whole thing. You do. It's about 18 minutes long. I actually like that. I do like those. I, I always have liked them. I watched the Ash vs. Evil Dead one this week as well. Which I've is even tried watching the, the director's studio, actor studio, you know, where the guy asks. Yeah, the I like actor, that too. I like, I like part of that, but when they start asking the audience and then they start really, they'll ask him loads of questions about. It depends you know, how who you get the person for this character for and all that kind of stuff. And I just think, I don't know. It doesn't interest me. I mean, there are some stories and some technology that I get interested in. How did this quote-unquote true story really come about? And how did you research it? Where did you get the information? How much of this is bullshit? That kind of thing. So it kind of helps me put my movie experience into perspective. And then, or the story in perspective for true story. Or, I like the seeing the guy work out. You know, that's sort of an interesting aspect to the world of being an actor but then when you start just picking apart every line and how they say it i just think that would that just gets so boring plus i didn't like the announcer guy or whatever he was from fandango i find him very boring and pretentious funnily, funnily enough he's in a he was the ash versus evil dead panel that i watched which is the same thing all, all of them stood there it was him he was uh, the I, don't think, I think that's just what they do that's their show isn't it yeah fandango. this was a comic-con one he was hosting it right but, um yeah uh I kind of like those panels. I just like to see the people I like, the actors, not being the actors sometimes. You know, just like to see, like, where their process is when they talk. You know, like... I just would say, why? I don't know. I just find it fascinating a little bit to see where they're I mean, like part of going it, to stuff, you know? I think I'm more interested in the life side of it, like him committing to every day for a month and a half of two to four hours of working out at 4.30 in the morning... But not really how he plans to sit himself down on the floor of the hallway when the cue is to say this to this character and then how, how does he emote this to... And that part doesn't interest me. It's more like how many hours did you have to wait around, you know? The rehearsals and all that too, that never interests me. Like watching him do a read-through oh, or I any of that. that. I love I read-throughs. Yeah, I really do. I like the thing itself and then there's a human being behind that car- that art, that you know, performer. To me, there's a break between there. And their process of getting to be that character, to me, is their thing. But them as a person, I'm actually interested in the whole, you know, what kind of life is that? You wait around for three months with no income or you have money in the bank. Then you get a role. Then what does it take for you physically to, like, go to the desert and live in a camper or whatever? That kind of stuff I find more interesting. Then, like, so, when you decided to do this role, and then you had to be the guy who did the thing, and how did you, behind the scenes, how did you get yourself to cry? That's the part I like. That Ugh, was so boring. <laughs> so, um, in conclusion, on Southpaw, I recommend watching it. I think it was a really highly entertaining movie. Um, you said it, you thought it was sad? Well, I cried. I loved it. I cried the whole time, though, because I thought it really taps into, like, three or four different real human, terrible things that you know like I said I know somebody who in my life has I've seen them be completely lost in a way that you thought this person is going to prison he cannot there is no other outcome except prison or an early death there is no other out income outcome income there is nothing else with this person there's nothing more I can do for them there's nothing anyone can do to change their mind around he is a lost soul right and I don't even believe in souls but then I've seen it change because of his own choices and then different people coming into his life. And that, I think, was what was the most, like... Yeah, this is a, well, uh, it's a well-acted 
movie if you like. Very. I don't think you have to like boxing, to be honest. You know, I mean, it would it well, would help. Well, it would help. You're exposed to a lot. I think of the character. I think the characters are interesting enough to make you. Plus, root- I mean, through the fights, you get character development. Yeah, that's of what I mean. You, and you'll be rooting for the guy if you like him, regardless if you like him boxing or not. When it comes down to his job, when he steps in the ring, you you there's a lot. You know a lot about him at that point. You will probably be rooting for him. So, um, yeah, thank you to uh, Anchor Bay for the Blu-ray. And next week's Blu-ray review will be Inside Out by Disney and Pixar. So uh, you can tune in next week to listen to that one. Uh, Movie recommendations. You can also go and enter a contest at aschoolie.com. You can win the Lego Brickumentary. So uh, movie recommendations. I am going with, I thought I'd have to recommend a Rocky movie. So I recommend Rocky IV, the one where he fights Ivan Drago. That was always my favorite one. When I was growing up, I liked the music in that one. It's got awesome montage scene where they're training. And uh, you saying this is a quality uh, no film? <laughs> and where Ivan's putting steroids in his body and stuff because he's a bit of a cheat. But uh, yeah, Rocky Four's my and Bridget Nielsen. Rocky Rocky Four is my favorite one of the Rocky movies. It is really over the top though. Like it got to a point where it's like it's almost the Bionic Man. You know, like, it, they're a bit too powerful, these people. Like, it's, uh, it, they be- it became like the, you remember we watched the Avengers the other week and the Hulkbusters yeah. fighting with, yeah, it's like that. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, it's, these aren't human beings anymore. It's like I'm not sure I remember it that way at all. It's it, not like they bashed each other into walls or anything. They're just fighting. No, it just got very over the top. Like, this one looks very realistic. That one doesn't. Like, it really doesn't. But it's fun to watch. The like knock music. each other's heads off? I don't understand <laughs> no. anything superhuman about it. It's just... It doesn't look like real boxing. It just... Like, the heads are really flying back all the time. Like, the necks are going to break and stuff. You know, it's really crazy. They've tried to make it look as exciting as possible, which makes it look it less realistic. Uh, and my other one is on the... When I was saying Jake Gyllenhaal is becoming one of my favourite actors, this is a movie that was probably underlooked also and it's a brilliant movie it's a bit long like I know some people say it's long it's like nearly four hours this but, one was? yeah but it's called Zodiac I wonder so late <laughs> no this one wasn't Zodiac oh yeah Zodiac is a movie by <laughs> David Fincher which stars Jake Gyllenhaal which a lot of people I think it went under the radars because I think people I, I heard a lot of oh it was boring I couldn't sit through it was four hours long it's a procedural thing it's very mm-hmm. detailed and intense Robert Downey Jr. is in it mm-hmm it's really good, and Jake Gyllenhaal does an excellent job in that one, too. Um, I would say the other one was probably overlooked as well, Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's just this year, though. I I think Nightcrawler did all right, to be honest. I bet you could ask a thousand people, and they'd be like, I don't know what that is. It's really good. But yeah, <laughs> uh, they're mine for this week. Zodiac and Rocky IV. I would, never thought I'd put those two. Wait, you're mine. Uh, was something just... I was listening to a part of a conversation and involved in it a tiny bit because my opinions are too big for these young men to handle. But they were discussing, like, somebody came in and said, da-da-da, terrible movie. Terrible movie. Terrible. The book's okay. The movie's terrible. Well, you know how I feel about that anyway. Yep. Don't fucking compare the book to the movie. That's X strike number one <laughs> for the loser. For the loser gonna lose. And then I was like... Yeah, but that's really subjective. No, it's terrible. And I said, no, it's actually subjective. That might be someone's favorite movie. You like it? I said, no, I'm not saying I like it. I'm like, I'm a, I was like, here's a terrible movie for you. Wait a minute. I think this is a terrible movie. It's Hot Pursuit. It was just crap to me. You think that? Yeah, wasn't it? You kind of like... I didn't like Hot okay. Pursuit at all. That was terrible. It was so terrible. I don't think you said it was terrible in the podcast. I think you said, like, it was all right, but, you know... It's no, it's so dumb. I didn't say it was all right. It was, like, ugh. Like, so bad. But because I don't like it doesn't make it terrible. So here are my recommendations of movies that I think are actually terrible. I would never watch them again, even if they're just... If I had just had surgery and I couldn't reach the remote control in the hospital and the TV came on and it's on this movie, I would probably sit there and go, la, 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 the whole time. Or call the nurse for more medication or a new remote control. I would not want to watch Electra. I don't think Electra's terrible. I didn't like it. Catwoman. Strip, yeah, that's terrible. Striptease or Showgirls. Striptease i never seen and Showgirls I've seen probably ten times. Because you like it so much? Just, it's just so bad. It's so bad. It's like, it was on HBO, like on, on a 
a very heavy run on HBO. At the time, right. Yeah, and I watched it... Oh, wait, you're a man and there's naked women, right. Yeah, but it's not even that interesting in that way. It's just... Does it have to be? Did the, you mute it most of the time? The dialogue is so bad, like, when they're talking. It is a bad movie, yeah. but it's like a bad movie... I don't know if... But it's a bad movie to me. That doesn't mean it was a bad movie. I think it was made as a bad movie, like, we're making a bad movie. Like, I don't think so. I feel like it was. I disagree with you. I don't know of any that aren't like that maybe Sharknado. I disagree. So those are mine, and I'm not saying to watch them with any sort of, like, anticipation of them being good. I'm saying watch them and make up your own mind. And if you decide they're great, then that's wrong, but that's fine. If you want to watch a really awesome bad movie, I'm going to recommend one here. You've not seen it, you should see it. I've got it. So you should watch it. It's, It's by Tommy Wiseau, and it's called The Room. It is on the Plex server in this house. If you're just bored and you want to watch something, watch it. It is, I think, the ultimate bad movie. Those though, I think are no, it's not house. made to be a bad movie. It's actually a serious then arty. Why would I want to watch it? It was bad because it is good because it's bad. I don't like those though. Yeah, but it's that's it. That was not the intention of it. I know, the intention I don't like was to be that... a serious, interesting movie, right? And it is that, but it also is weird. Like you'd have to see it. it it's not made. It's not Sharknado. It's called <laughs> The Room. It's a. It's a it's like an art house movie, but it's gone. Ba- it's gone wrong somehow. In, in when they made it, it's, it's just not good. So yeah, you watch the. It's room. not good to you. It's see that's what I'm saying. That's it subjective. Some, Someone else could watch it and be like, "That is so awesome." I, I I believe it's beloved, but because it's not what it like it was supposed to be a thing, and it came out as another speaking thing. of movies like that. We will be watching the Project Greenlight movie soon. It could be one of those. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be all right. The leisure, class. leisure class. Yeah. So uh, there are recommendations, games, and a scully stuff. I've actually been playing a bunch of Rocket League this week. I think I've mentioned it before. I don't know. I got it on the PC. Do you know what it is? Hmm. It's cars playing football. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. I still think it's really fun. It's had some. They've added a load of stuff to it recently, and one of the things they've added is you can be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And when it goes 88 miles an hour, it's a, a fire comes out the back. It doesn't make it any better, because it's just another skin for the car, but it's just cool that the DeLorean's in there. Um, so yeah, I played a lot of Rocket League this week. I also finished Life is Strange, which is a episodic game that's been out, coming out over the last eight months. And uh, I did the last episode this week. I think I've heard of that one. It's a time travel game. Right. It's one of those where you choose your own adventure kind of thing, but it's a time travel one. Um, I loved episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, but the fifth episode, which is the final one, I think it all fell apart. Um, you know, like time travely things, like Doctor Who or whatever, and this is a time travely thing. They, they can fall apart really easily, right? Uh, time travel is tricky. Um, so. This one, the ending of it, I don't want to spoil the ending, but where it goes, it's too obvious. I thought it was going to be extremely clever, and it just never, it, it just didn't get clever. Like, it was clever throughout the first four episodes, and then the fifth episode, where you're going to get the whole reveal and everything. I've told you about this game before, you know what it is. It's a girl who can rewind time, mm-hmm. and um, she rewinds time just in the first episode mm-hmm. just like she's at high school she's a high school this game for like a year yeah because it, t- it took they come out every three months or every two God. two and a half months how do you stay interested well when it comes out I just play it and it always shows you what happened last time and you're like okay um right but um she's a high school student she can rewind she finds she can rewind time she rewinds time just kind of for fun at first and then she creates like you know, like these weird infinite time... Like, there's an alternate thing, and there's an alternate thing, and this is the one where I screwed something up, and the repercussions of that show themselves in... Well, it has a lot all that going for it, which is cool, like Bioshock. Right. But the way they tied it all up at the end was just a cop-out for me. It was like, oh, really? Uh-huh. That, that was it. So, it's Life is Strange. It's really a good experience throughout. Like, it's just the ending for me. And the ending might do it for you, but it didn't do it for me. There are two, like, major options you can get to choose the ending and I chose a particular one which I was very unsatisfied with maybe the other one is awesome 
but I didn't go that way. I guess I could load it up and play Start the game. Yeah. Um, and the other game, uh, which is not out yet, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I'll talk about next week. So, Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Soup and bread. Are we in prison? <laughs> That's it's your request. <laughs> Jesus, you're the one who said you're having a stomachache today, so you're getting soup and bread. Sounds I got good. your plain... I got veggie and barley. And I looked. It didn't yeah, have good. tomato paste in it. I like barley. You think the tomatoes might be upsetting your stomach? I'm telling everybody too much information. But this one has pieces of tomato you could pick out if you want. But none of the other soups didn't have tomato puree in them. Mm. It's kind of weird, but that does give a lot of flavor. So you're having that. I'm having Thai curry coconut soup because that's my favorite. It makes me extremely happy. And some French bread. And I got me some cashew ice cream, which is made out of cashew milk. Oh my god, it's so good. And we got you some vegan chocolate. Because you said you want chocolate, but it has milk in it and fat and everything. So I thought, well, we'll try a non-dairy one and see what it's like. The girl said, well, people ordered it. And I've had a lot of people say they really like it. So we keep selling it. So I was like, okay. If it's chocolate, it's probably good. Don't say that. You don't know. I do like a bit of milk chocolate, but... I know, but you said you don't want any fat because your stomach. True. I'm saying it's probably good. It's chocolate. I like chocolate. You might like the cashew stuff too, but it would be. Awesome. I've had that many times. You bought it before. I know, but you're trying not to eat any fat. Cashews are highly fatty. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the the ice cream, not the. Yeah, it's made out of cashew milk. Oh, I thought it was like um, coconut stuff. Not the cashew milk. The cashew ice cream is cashew milk. All right. So, what is your advice? Do not. I think this is what I did. Yeah. Do not confuse. The truth with being honest. It can be very confusing. But if someone asks me a question and I'm being honest with them, that doesn't necessarily mean that's like the truth of a thing. It might be me telling you that my what I think about it and I that like that's my point of view from it. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can then walk away and go that what I just told you in my honest opinion or what I think is the way that thing is. Is like the truth. You gotta think about it for yourself. Well, of course, that's my motto, isn't it? Yes. So don't just confuse people's. Well, so and so told me they were being real honest, and so that doesn't equal the truth. I'm just saying. I'm sure if you look up in the dictionary, you, you could say, well, they say the same thing, but in life, they're different things sometimes. True. And um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we go, um, we watched Ash versus Evil Dead. We mentioned it last week that it was coming on. And then we watched it this week. What did you reckon of, of it? I mean, and um, are, you a, are you a long-time Evil Dead fan? No. Or? Did I, I never watched you to them, it? really. I think I watched a little bit of them when I was a kid. But we did review teenager. the Army of Darkness mm-hmm. when it came on Blu-ray. Um, I've loved them since the beginning. I watched the first one on VHS. I just remember very uh, clearly watching it. So I'm so glad that it's, you know they've got to make some more Evil Dead. What did you think of it? It's fun. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. That's yes. the idea. It's not Dust Till Dawn kind of like serious slash Ish. half serious. Yeah. It's it's not True Blood kind of... That has a bit of campiness. This is full on like... <laughs> yeah, very like, full on. comedy, like slapstick horror, like... Yep. And I think... And I can do without it. It doesn't do much for me in terms of, oh, this is Evil Dead and Ash and all that. It's fine for what it is. But it'd be like, be like me having you watch what you've said is now they're going to make a new Star Trek series, which I'm neutral on that as well, even though I've watched every single episode of every single Star Trek thing whole new that's ever come out. And if, again, if I was in that hospital trapped for weeks, that's what I'd want to watch from day one of Star Trek from 1964 all or whatever it was, all the way up through all of them. So you, uh, with Ash, you're saying what? Like you don't... I'm saying that it's fine. It's entertaining for what it is. I'm glad it's not an hour long. I think I would get a bit... That was the, you know... You know, like, fatigue from what, the sort of, like, wackiness of it. When I, uh, I was And I wanted to have some substance. I'm not of their mind that just wackiness and craziness is enough. Because it's not for me. It is so, pretty good, though. The, it's the good wacky to watch, craziness, but yes. there's nothing to it that's substantial yet. I don't... I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of... But it's only one episode, so we'll see. Yeah, we only seen the pilot. Yeah. Whereas when you watch From Dust Till Dawn, it's actually got a really dark, deep, um, 
tragic story, at least the Santanico part of it. I mean, the the vampire part of it is what it is, but her story... Yeah, I don't think Evil Dead's going to go like that. It's more I'm not saying to... it will. I'm just saying that without that, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't look forward to it as much as you because I'm not... It's not yeah, I, I, honestly, so many times this week I've been like, is it is it on yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to see the next episode. And it's not on until Saturday and I know night. How, I know what you're saying. I, yeah. you know, but I but, don't have that Because I was like, it was part. so much fun. In fact, I watched it again this week in the middle of the week. I, I just put it on and, and thought I'd just watch some of the scenes that I liked and ended up watching the whole thing. And when the music started playing at the end, I was like, this is really good. Like, it's... And see, I don't have that even for the stuff that I do like. It's the Evil Dead... It's... They know, well, Sam Raimi, who directed the first episode, knows exactly what the fans of Evil Dead like, and that is what it is. Here's what I think: Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell know what makes them laugh. Yeah, they and they've happened thing. to find a few other people like yourself, who are as easily amused. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. It was. That, it was um, fun. Ash is. We know what Ash has been through a lot, and the way he spent the last 30 years and the way that the evil that the deadites turned back up again i thought was like almost perfect like because it was like of course ash would See, that was my first sign of like oh right this is not gonna be very satisfying for me no, i was like was of really course dippy. that's of course ash would do that he's not never been the brightest i mean yes he fought off but if you remember even in army of darkness he bumbles to his me way the only thing it. that's gonna like salvage it is the cop lady who's had this terrible experience now when he focuses on her the wacky goes away. Yeah, I think. And her story has to be a little more dark and a little more tragic. Ash and his two new companions are mm-hmm. going to... Be, that's going to always be funny, I think. The horror's going to come from this Lucy Lawless and... Um, I don't know this I other forget ladies. her name. She's yeah. really good, though. Mm-hmm. But I think their side is going to... I think it will be like... that, Like it is in the pilot. The Lucy... Well, Lucy Lawless only makes a little appearance, but the cop lady... Her bit is like horror. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> She's and had terrible time. bit is horror, but slapstick horror, like in Evil Dead. You know, chainsaw hands. With and hero moments all over the place yeah. and all that shit, yeah. He even says groovy in the... Um, in the that means pilot. nothing to anyone unless they've seen all the movies. <laughs> you've seen the movies, yeah. uh, you'll be groovy. satisfied. So, uh, yeah, that's it for um, this week. Uh, I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com and sitar.com. You can catch us on you Twitter. You didn't mention and- the pottery show that I watched. Didn't seem as interesting as Ash vs. Evil Dead. It is ten times more interesting to me. See, I would sit and watch an hour of people throwing pots in what is essentially a formulaic competition British show. You like these shows. I like artsy-fartsy stuff, so yeah, that one was... that I watched it with complete attention. What was it called? The Great Pottery Throwdown. <laughs> the Great Pottery Throwdown. That's a good name. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's on BBC. Uh, you can also catch this us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on Stitcher.com, iTunes Music Store, the Zoo, not the Zoom, the Microsoft. We need to change that. Don't have Zoom written there anymore. <laughs> um, you can catch it on aschoolie.com. Click on the word podcast. You can subscribe there. Email feedback to me, aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And finally, stay classy, Mr. Jake. Stay classy, Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Really, really, I think he is good, awesome. Like it. This year has changed my mind a lot about him, and it's between Nightcrawler and this. Um, he is. Yeah, he was collect. really good in Brokeback Mountain and other yeah, things. We've I'm, seen him, and it was good I, in Zodiac. Just, and just, I like this. Really, he seems to have really stuck himself in like this Southpaw. It's like, whoa! He just did Nightcrawler, and now he's doing this. Can't get too far apart physically. So he's an actor. Yes, I mean <laughs> he's one of those actors that gets right in it. And changes his whole... Yeah, and Robert De Niro used to be. And yeah. now he's an old man and he'll do well, right, well, anything. Well, he pulls that face. He'll do anything, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, he will, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say thank for yourself or someone will do it for you.